SEP Fanfic Readings presents Accidental Proposal by C.J. Red. Chapter 32 Ring the Bells Hermione was staring at someone in the mirror that she didn't recognize. Sure, she knew it was herself, but whatever the girls had done, she was beautiful. The dress, the veil, the tamed curls cascading down her back, with the front swept off her face. Her eyes had never looked so blue— and her eyelashes were long but soft. She would have to find out what Pansy used on them. Her cheeks had a slight blush, and her makeup was subtle but stunning. Her lips were a soft rose, and charmed so that she didn't chew off the lip stain. She had small white flowers in her hair, and a tiara that Theodore had brought to her that day, saying it had belonged to their mother, and that all brides on her side of the family wore it. It was stunning and amazingly gold, so that it matched the thread on her gown and veil. It also continued the flower theme, as it had jeweled flowers throughout winking at her with precious stones. To her surprise, the girls had obviously researched muggle traditions. She had something borrowed, a bracelet from Pansy. Something new, a sweet flower brooch from Ginny and Tracy. Her something blue had made her blush. The girls had gotten her blue garters. Thankfully, however— they didn't know that you could have the groom remove them at the reception. She almost wanted to tell them just to see the horror on Narcissa Malfoy's face, but she had opted the embarrassment wasn't worth getting back at her new mother-in-law. So now here she was standing in the chateau in France, getting ready to ride in a horse and carriage down to the small muggle church that had been magically expanded to fit all of their guests. The church dated back to the 11th century, and had been in ruins when she had found it on a walk just after Draco, and she had moved to France. She had fallen in love at first sight, and a team of workmen had been rebuilding it ever since. As it was on Malfoy land, that meant the workmen were wizards, and while any muggle looking at the old stone building would still see it falling apart, it had been magically restored to its former beauty. She had thought she would get resistance over holding the bonding ceremony in a muggle church, but to her shock, Lucius had found it hysterical and happily agreed to redo the warding around the building with Severus so that she could have her bonding in the building. Even Severus Snape had found it ironic, shaking his head and mentioning that it was probably going to be the talk of the wizarding world. A Malfoy married in an old muggle religious building. Narcissa had tried to talk Hermione out of the entire idea, but the church had been one thing that Draco had stood firm on. He had loved the idea and the building, saying it reminded him of Hogwarts, with its stone, and that they could choose whatever scenes they wanted for the refurbished stained-glass windows. Hermione had never loved him more, and had shagged him into exhaustion that night. She had even said he wanted to surprise her with the windows, and every time she had gone to see the progress, the windows had been magically covered. Hermione took a deep breath, and held her hands to her flat stomach, which felt like it was full of butterflies today. She looked up as the doors opened, and Arthur Weasley walked in. He was escorting her down the aisle, and looked dashing in his muggle attire, complete with a top hat. He had told her that since it would have been what her own father wore to her wedding, he would do the same. So here he was, dressed in a gray suit that would make an aristocrat proud. Hermione smiled at him, and turned, careful of the train, so that she could adjust his bow tie. "'You look dashing, Arthur,' she said, sincerely standing on tiptoes to kiss his cheek. He flushed and grumbled at the compliment, and then held her at arm's length to get a good look at her. "'My word, Hermione. You will leave them all speechless. You look beautiful.' Hermione smiled and looked back in the mirror. "'The girls deserve all the credit. 
Daphne came up with the embroidery design, and Pansy found the veil, and Ginny found my shoes, and Tracy somehow managed to make my hair look like a work of art. Arthur chuckled. Dear, I didn't even notice the dress. It's the happiness shining in your eyes. You love him. Hermione looked back and couldn't keep the wide smile off her face, even if she had been threatened with torture. Oh, Arthur, I love him so much, it sometimes scares me. Of all the wizards in the world, I have fallen for Draco Malfoy. It leaves me either giggling or shivering in fear. I love Draco, but all that comes with him is rather frightening. Arthur nodded, his face serious. Yes, and it is good that you realize that and love him all the same. I have had the chance to have quite a few talks with your young man, and I must say his devotion to you is compelling. He won't let you fail, Hermione. He will stand by you through all the ups and downs. He knows this is all new to you and wants to help you any way he can. Hermione's eyes went wide. I had no idea he talked to you about this. Arthur chuckled, shaking his head. He sees us as your parents, Hermione. He wanted to reassure us that he was going to make sure you had everything you needed to be Lady Malfoy. He also wanted to partner me on a business venture. He thinks that some of the Muggle artifacts I have been tinkering with could be sold, offered me a loan to come up with prototypes, and find premises in Diagon Alley. I accepted. Hermione rushed over and hugged the wizard, completely forgetting that she shouldn't wrinkle her gown. Oh, Arthur, I have said this all along. Those radios you come up with for the Order were simply brilliant, and I see a huge market for flying cars. Arthur chuckled as he hugged her, but then pulled her back. Yes, well, enough about me. Did you eat? How are you feeling? Molly said that you were a bit peckish this morning. Hermione sighed and then rolled her eyes. I managed some eggs and toast, but you know Molly. If you don't clear your plate, you must be sick. Honestly, I just wasn't that hungry, and I had a bit of fruit and cheese for lunch. A soft knock on the door had them both turning, and Hermione smiled as Harry and Ron came in, both in dress robes and looking dapper. Arthur excused himself, saying he was going to check on the carriage, and left the three of them alone. "'You two look wonderful,' she said, going over to hug them both. Ron's ears went red, while Harry fidgeted with his bow tie. "'Listen, Hermione, Ron and I wanted to give you something. We know we were right gits at first. Ron cut him off, looking embarrassed. "'Well, at least I was.' Hermione grinned as Harry cleared his throat. "'Right, so we thought we could get you something for your wedding day. So, um, here.' Hermione took the box from Harry, looking between her two best friends curiously. Opening it, she found a beautiful golden ring that looked to be made of goblin silver. She looked up at Harry and Ron, who both held up their right hands, where she saw a matching ring on each of their middle fingers. Harry smiled. "'It's got protections on it. If one of us is ever in trouble, it will heat up and we can apparate to each other. Plus, as long as we are wearing them, we can find each other with a locator spell.' Hermione's eyes went wide, and she took out the ring, studying it. Really, it was utterly simple." just a band, but when you looked inside, you could see the runes etched into it. Ron spoke his tone, teasing. And we made sure you could change it to gold or silver, so that way it always matches. Put it on and see. Hermione took another minute to study the runes, and then carefully slid it onto her right middle finger, feeling it magically sized to fit. Just think of what metal you want it to be, Harry said with a grin. Hermione looked down at the ring and pictured it gold to match her tiara. Instantly, the ring changed into a beautiful gold that glinted in the sunlight. Oh, wow! 
this you shouldn't have. It must have cost a fortune. Harry waved her off. George and Bill helped with the enchantments, and we wanted something all of us can share. I know we are going our own ways, but we only made it through the war because we had each other. It seemed fitting to continue that tradition. Ron nodded. Besides, we know you worry about us. This way you can come save us if you need to. Hermione felt tears start to overflow and flung herself at both wizards. Oh, you too. Thank you. You know I love you both so much. This means the world to me. Ron was shuffling, embarrassed, while Harry was a bit pink in the cheeks, too. "'Now don't cry, or Tracy will have my head,' Harry said when she stepped back, causing Hermione to laugh and rush over to check her makeup. "'I will never take this off. Thank you,' she said once she was sure her makeup was indeed still perfect. Harry grinned while Ron saluted, and they left just as Arthur returned. "'A rather brilliant bit of charm work Bill and George put into those rings.' Molly wanted you to know that when they finished the rings, the family clock updated with both you and Harry on it. Hermione blinked again, startled. Really? Arthur nodded. Indeed it did. Sure startled her, but she couldn't be happier. Arthur smiled as she wiped her eyes and then nodded. Well, shall we get down to the carriage, then? I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I think it must be very old. Hermione looked up shocked. Really? Draco said they had found it in a storage shed and were fixing it up, but he didn't mention how old it was. Arthur chuckled. Well, I think you are in for a surprise. I saw pictures from the Muggle Prince wedding a few years back, and I think this carriage is rather like the one they used then. Hermione felt her heart start to jump. Oh, Merlin, let's go see it. When they made it out the front, Hermione stopped in her tracks, staring at the beautiful golden carriage in front of her with eight white horses. This is grander than the gold state coach the Muggle Queen uses. They just had the sitting in a shed. Hermione whispered to Arthur, who was pushing her forward and helping her with her train. He chuckled. Three of them, dear. The girls are in the other two that matched this one. Hermione turned around to see that two matching gold carriages with beautiful white horses were behind her, and she waved as the girls got into the carriage. There were at least twenty wizards rushing around that she assumed to help calm the eight white horses that it took to guide the coach. "'This one has to weigh a ton,' she said in awe, looking around at the intricate detailing on the ceiling, also done in gold. Not gold plating. She was rather certain that it was actual gold. Arthur chuckled. "'I think a few charms mean the horses won't overextend themselves.' Hermione blushed, as she realized that she had completely forgotten about magic— sitting in what looked to her like a coach she used to see on the telly taking the Queen to open Parliament. "'I heard that they are not the most comfortable coaches to ride in,' she confided to Arthur. He nodded. "'Indeed it was not. Draco and I tested them, and we had to add some cushioning and balancing charms before we didn't feel like they were going to be tossed about at sea.' Hermione smirked and then sighed happily. "'He thinks of everything, doesn't he?' Arthur gave her a soft chuckle and shrug. Just remember that you said this the first time you have a really good disagreement, dear. Hermione laughed and then gasped as the carriage started off. She was amazed to realize that a paved road had been put in from the chateau to the church, and just as Arthur had said, the ride in the carriage was calm and serene. She hardly felt a bump along the way, which was amazing considering the road was done in cobblestones. Arriving at the church, she gasped. It's beautiful. Arthur again chuckled at her. "'Molly and I added the wisteria growing around it. "'It's our contribution to the wedding.' 
Hermione looked at the incredible purple wisteria that took over the entire front of the building, and had to blink back tears. Oh, Arthur, thank you. I can't describe how much this means to me. Please tell Molly thank you for me. Arthur grinned, and as the door opened, he jumped out and took her hand. Just as her foot touched the stone pathway, she looked up in shock as the old bells in the church started to toll. The boys fixed them up, Arthur whispered, fixing her veil, and then stepping to the side so that Pansy could fix the train and dress. George said that if you were going to have a wedding in a muggle church, you had to have bells ringing. No idea where he got that from. Probably some old muggle movie off the telly you got him for his birthday. Hermione was so enthralled by the tolling bells that everything around her was a bit of a blur. She knew that people were cheering, and she waved at the witches and wizards who had come to witness her wedding. They were behind a magical barrier. Taking her bridal bouquet from Pansy, she gave a weak smile. I didn't realize so many people would show up just to have me wave at them. Pansy snorted. This is the event of the century. The Golden Knot marrying the Malfoy Prince. And they will all get a photo of you and Draco as you leave the church as husband and wife. We have someone taking their information, and bags of sweets and such were handed out to everyone. Lucius insisted that a gallon be put in each bag, and there are papas for the children. Hermione knew her eyes went wide. Oh, goodness. Pansy laughed at her and shook out the train again. Now, turn and smile and wave, because we are three minutes late. Hermione did as she was told, to a tremendous cheer and many flashing cameras. Brilliant, Pansy said bossily. Now, take Arthur's arm and let's get you officially bonded. Hermione put her shaking hand on Arthur's arm and took a deep breath as the old wooden doors swung open, revealing a beautiful ivory carpet runner that led all the way up to the altar, where she could see Draco standing with her brother and Blaze waiting for her. Her eyes were fixed on his back, unable to even take in the stunning church around her. "'Why isn't he looking at me?' she whispered to Arthur. Arthur laughed. "'Muggle tradition. Did you not know?' Hermione smiled and ducked her head. "'I forgot about that one.' Arthur squeezed her arm and whispered as they walked. He wanted to combine muggle and magical customs, even worked with Kingsley on the vows and such. This will be a bonding to remember, dear.' Hermione was back to blinking away tears as they continued up the aisle to the beautiful sounds of a heart playing the wedding march. When they got to the front, Draco turned around. She got lost in his eyes as he looked her over. So absorbed in drinking each other in were they both stunned when Kingsley's booming voice asked, "'Who gives this witch to this wizard?' Arthur placed her hand on Draco's and said clearly, "'I and my wife in her parents' steed do so give this witch to this wizard.' Hermione had to take a deep breath to keep from sobbing, as Kingsley started the ceremony. A blend of muggle traditional vows and wizarding magic woven into a moment in her life she would never forget. She let the tears fall as she put the ring on Draco's finger, and repeated her vows to love, honor, and cherish him, finishing it with a soft, This is my truth. Draco did the same, his voice husky, and his eyes a bit wet. Next came the magical part of the ceremony, which Hermione found terribly exciting and completely fascinating. Kingsley handed a pure gold dagger to Draco, who took it, and then turned to her, taking her palm, giving her a worried look before he made a small cut on her palm, just enough to cause blood to pool, and then handed it to her. 
Hermione took it shaking with nerves, and with her right hand made the same cut into his left palm, before she turned and handed the dagger back to Kingsley, who took it and set it down. Looking down, she saw their wands were in a gold bowl on the altar in front of them, and clasping their cut hands, Kingsley pulled their joined fists over the bowl, and squeezed until their combined blood landed on both of their wands. Once it did, Hermione gasped as a bluish-white vapor rose from their wands and surrounded them, circling faster and faster, although she felt no wind. Suddenly the vapor turned gold and seemed to settle into them, causing her skin to tingle. The crowd gasped in shock, and Hermione looked to Draco, confused. "'It's our soul bond,' he said in a whisper, squeezing her hand, his tone awed. "'No one's vapor turns gold like that unless they have the type of bond we do.' Hermione stared at him, awestruck, but was brought out of the moment by Kingsley, saying in his regal, deep tone, "'Blessed by magic, bonded by blood, kissed by their soul bond, may I present Draco and Hermione Malfoy.' Once Hermione turned around, she finally got a good look at the interior decorations of the church. Someone had enchanted Scottish wildflowers into large, braided garlands that hung all around the ceiling. Large bunches of wildflowers hung from every pew, and there was even a braided garland of them on each side of the ivory runner. Inside, the wisteria had been enchanted to climb up the walls, and the effect was breathtaking. Hermione took her bridal bouquet back from Pansy and accepted a handkerchief from her new husband. "'It's so beautiful,' she said on a sob. Draco leaned down and whispered in her ear, "'Look at the window, love.' Hermione allowed him to turn her so that she was looking at the largest window above the altar, and gasped, falling back into Draco in shock. It was a beautiful work of art, showing two lovers dancing. It looked like a picture from a fairy-tale novel, and all of the flowers she had embroidered on her dress were framing the picture of the two lovers. She knew it was meant to be her and Draco. The male had platinum blonde hair, and the female had long curly brown hair with just a hint of red. Then there was the dress, which was a perfect match of her own, just with no train. Draco, however, was depicted wearing a muggle, Tudor-style outfit that made her giggle. There were golden stars raining down from upon them, and they looked as if they were about to kiss. She heard Pansy snort and turned to smile at her friend. "'It's stunning!' she defended. Pansy rolled her eyes. "'If you say so. Personally, I'm about to gag on the sentiment.' "'and we are running late for the reception.' "'Hermione laughed and turned to kiss Draco on the cheek, "'mindful of their audience. "'Thank you.' "'He grinned and lifted their still-joined hands to his lips. "'The rest are a bit more traditional. "'We simply restored what was already there.' "'Hermione turned to look at the four large windows "'lining the church and smiled. "'What battle is depicted?' "'Draco shrugged, which he took to mean he had no idea.' and grabbed their wands, handing hers to her before he unclasped their hands, and healed their cuts. Hermione tucked her wand up the sleeve where her wand holster waited for it. Pansy had teased her about still wearing her holster on her wedding day, but Hermione had refused to take it off. She would never be caught without a wand, even at her own wedding, and she could care less what people thought about it. They made it slowly up the aisle, stopping to greet people as they left. Hermione winked at Severus Snape, who was standing bold as brass in the church on Draco's side of guests. She had been concerned someone would recognize him, but he had assured her no one would. 
and as he was directly across the aisle from Minerva McGonagall, and she hadn't raised the alarm, she supposed the sneaky spy was correct. He also was not in his normal dark robes or frock coat. Instead, he was wearing a sharp three-piece dress-robe-style suit in a pale blue. That alone, in her opinion, would cause anyone thinking he might be Professor Snape to discount the thought as a flight of fancy. Because Professor Snape would never dress up as a French aristocratic wizard. It seemed to take hours to make it back up the aisle. And then the bells started ringing again, and they burst into the sunny day to the cheering of the crowds and flashing of wizarding cameras. Hermione, for once, didn't have to fake a smile. Her delight and love were written all over her face, and to everyone's surprise, Draco Malfoy was even smiling, his manner happy and his attention to his lovely bride causing far more than one witch to feel faint. When she finally tore her gaze away from her handsome husband, it was to find that another golden carriage was waiting for them. This one opened so that they could easily be seen, with a red velvet interior. "'Exactly how many carriages did you find and refurbish?' she asked with a laugh as he helped her inside. Five, was lazily said by Draco as he gathered up her train, pushing it to the side so that he could sit next to her. They cleaned up pretty well, he added with a cheeky grin. Hermione laughed, shaking her head at him. They belong in a muggle museum. Draco shrugged. Probably, but I am not sure you could explain where they came from, and how they are in such good condition. He said this with a wink, and took her hand, rubbing over her wedding band. How does it feel to be Mrs. Hermione Malfoy? Hermione shivered at his touch, and closed her eyes as the day washed over her. Blissfully terrifying. Draco threw back his head, laughing. I would assume you were overwhelmed with the joy of knowing you no longer had to have tea with my mother to plan the wedding. Hermione playfully hit him with her flowers. Don't think I won't get back at you for abandoning me to the wolves. Draco feigned innocent. I assumed I wasn't invited, it being a witch's thing and all. Hermione glared at him, but then smiled. You are still a prat. I just happen to love you anyways. Draco snorted at this, but gave a slow nod. That's rather harsh, but completely fair. I promise, however, that I will make it up to you multiple times tonight in our wedding bed. Hermione went pink, and then sighed as more cameras flashed. If someone can read your lips, and that is printed in the paper, you are in so much trouble, Draco Malfoy. She smiled as a brief look of horror crossed his face. I will buy the paper before they print it. Hermione snuggled into his side, chuckling. You better. 